Can the Lions break the West Coast jinx? I think so. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It is the Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day on a Wednesday, November 8th, and a Thursday, November 9th. The big man, Daniel, from Locked On Chargers, going to join us tomorrow as we'll do the Thursday crossover. Get you ready for Detroit at Los Angeles. Uh, Sunday, 4 o'clock, Nance, Romo, the whole gang, Tracy Wolfson, uh, the whole gang. For uh, Lions and Chargers, as Detroit is back from the bye week at 6-2 and two atop the NFC North. Thanks for making us your first listen. Checking us out wherever you get your podcast right here on Locked on Lions. The program today brought to you by Game Time. Get your tickets at Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Follow us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks at Locked on Lions. Or is it X? I still call it Twitter, uh, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. And of course, thank you for watching and subscribing for free on our Locked On Lions YouTube channel. Coming up on the show today, I looked this up today. Our crack research staff helped me out. The Lions statistics out west in the Pacific time zone, not good. Mm. Because I thought they had won a game in Arizona a couple years ago, but that was mountain time. We will discuss how the Lions have to break a long-time long hex. It's amazing. Out on the West Coast, we'll do that coming up next. Also, Graham Glasgow, according to Dan Campbell, he's the man. We will explain. Um, I got to play you an audio clip today of Matt Eberflus. If you think the Chicago Bears are ever going anywhere with Ryan Pace, Chef, or actually Ryan Poles, Chef Poles, and Matt Eberflus, uh, you got to listen to this audio from today explaining if Justin Fields is going to play or not this week. It's insane. And uh, I like the Lions' chances on Sunday because of some injuries that the Chargers have. And I want to get into that also right here on Lockdown Lions today. So shout out to our everydayers who are out there. I know many of you hit me up on Twitter and Facebook. I'm going to read off someone I can. Uh, it's been kind of a hectic week, but uh, thanks to our everydayers that are out there watching, listening each and every day right here. On Locked on Lions. All right. Um, again, crack research staff. I love them. Um, got this to me today because I started to think, when was the last time the Lions won a game on the Pacific time zone? Meaning like Seattle, LA, San Francisco, Oakland. It, it's It's been a while. San Diego, San Francisco. All right. There's not that many teams in the Pacific time zone, but just bear with me. Last time the Lions won a football game when it was the Pacific time zone was the Matthew Stafford Calvin Johnson December 18th game 2011 in Oakland against the Raiders 28 to 27. Since that time the Lions have lost 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 in a row out west. And that includes um the playoff game um in Seattle years ago. Can you believe that? <laughs> Wait, what? 
Actually, that doesn't include the playoff game. That's regular season. So it's eight in a row, technically. The Lions have not won in the Pacific time zone since 2011. All right. Um, they did beat the Cardinals a couple of years ago in Arizona in 2020, 26 to 23. And of course, then there was the tie September 8th, um, the next year. But regardless, this is insane. It's insane. The Lions have not won out West in the Pacific time zone in 12 years. That is going to change this week. I truly believe the Lions are going to beat the Chargers. The Chargers won their last two games against bad teams, the Bears, um, on Monday Night Football, and then the uh, Jets on Sunday Night Football this past week. I like the Lions' chances. I just think they're the better team. And I don't know if they have to get over the hump. I don't know if there's some weird juju about going out west and, and sitting on a plane and everything else for a long period of time, but um, it's a little crazy. The Raiders finished 8-8 eight and eight in 2011 when the Lions beat them. Seattle finished 9-7 and seven in 1999 when the Lions won out there 28-20. to 20. That was um, week one. I believe that was Charlie Batch at the helm. But since the Lions win in Oakland back in 2011, they lost to San Francisco, San Diego, Seattle, the Niners again, the Raiders, the Rams, and the Seahawks. Last year, of course, that was the 51-29 debacle out in Seattle, uh, January 2nd, which was just a horrible game. Uh, for this football team. What was that two years ago? No, that was two years ago at the end of the season. Um, but it's time. And going back to 1996, the Lions have only won three times in the Pacific time zone in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 tries. Counting the playoffs, 21. With the Seattle loss three times in 21 tries. They've lost 18 of their last 21 playing in the Pacific time zone. Think about how much things have changed. Think about how confident we all are that this football team is going to win and is going to handle their business this Sunday. We all watch the Chargers play Monday night. They look fine. Joey Bose is a beast. You know, Khalil Mack can still play. Derwin James is solid. That rookie, Tui, whatever his name is, he's got a bunch of sacks. All right, Eckler. Justin Herbert's good. Don't get me wrong. All right, Keenan Allen's a stud. But what else do they have? <laughs> but the Lions' history, it just, now is the time. The, the hex, we can they can break the hex here. Go out west. Pacific time zone, mountain time, Arizona, LA, whatever it is, just go win. And I really think they will. And, and, and the, the difference is now is that we look back at all these teams that played, many of them weren't as good as this one. The league also was better back then than it is now. Sorry to, to burst your bubble here, but the NFC is weak. Look at the quarterbacks. You know, tomorrow on Locked On Chargers, we're talking about it with Daniel, who hosts the show, but like, Seriously, one of the reasons why the Chargers sit at four and four and they're not worse, last two weeks they had to beat Tyson Bajant and, and Zach Wilson. 
the Lions, when they played Geno Smith, when they played Lamar Jackson, certainly had their struggles. They just played a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo who just got benched. All right? Yes, they beat Patrick Mahomes. You give them full credit for that. All right? But now, playing Justin Herbert, heading out west, long uh, flight to Detroit from Detroit to L.A., now is a perfect opportunity to kind of silence some of the critics, put some of this jinx and heck stuff away for have not having not won their last eight games kind of in the playoffs out on the West Coast. Go win. Those numbers are staggering, staggering. But each and every time we look at it and think about it, this team led by Dan Campbell, remember the, they hadn't won three in a row on the road in how many years? Did that. Hadn't won an opener in how many years? Did that. Hadn't won a road opener in how many years? Did that. Hadn't won a Thursday night game and a Monday night in the same year? Did that. Right? Actually, the team has won Thursday nights, Monday nights, Sunday afternoons. It doesn't matter. Those numbers are pretty crazy uh, that they've had this uh, kind of struggle. All right, coming up next, Dan Campbell um, made a comment today in regards to Graham Glasgow. And it's a positive for Graham Glasgow. And uh, boy, what a godsend he's been this year. And we'll do that coming up next. But first, Locked On Lions today brought to you by DoorDash. Listen, I'm ad-libbing this thing. You want to order food? You want Your favorite place doesn't deliver? Look, for me, it's simple. I DoorDash National Coney Island. I've said it once, I've said it twice, and I'll say it three times on the show. Once in a while, I need a couple of Coney's, right? And some fries, well done in one of their milkshakes. What about the Hani's uh, sandwich? It's unbelievable there. Their breakfast burrito. Love it at National Coney Island. But I don't want to leave the house to go get it. What do I do? The game's in a timeout. Time to order with DoorDash. Get your National Coney Island that way. Is it halftime? That's ordering time. Two-minute warning? You got it. That's your cue to order in with DoorDash. You can get pizza, wings, soda, burgers, whatever you need from DoorDash and you can also get retail and grocery from DoorDash. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order with DoorDash. Just download the DoorDash app, enter code LOCKED23, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-23. Subject to change, terms apply. Back on Locked On Lions, it is a Wednesday edition. Locked On crossover tomorrow. Lions and Chargers will talk L.A. and Detroit with Daniel, who hosts the Locked On Chargers podcast. We'll do that to coming up tomorrow right here on the program. Um, all right, we've noticed this about the Lions offensive line over the last few weeks. I think a lot of people have said it. What is going on with Graham Glasgow? Why is Halapula, I should say, what is going on with Halapulavati Vitae, first and foremost? Vitae started the season, played well, seemed to be healthy, then got hurt. Glasgow took his spot. And now over the last few weeks, Vitae has basically been a backup and hasn't really played much. Lions have used Dan Skipper instead of Hal Vitae. They've used, um, uh, uh, not Logan Stenberg, my goodness gracious. The, the, the rookie for Colby Sorsdale, the rookie from William & Mary, has played before Vitae. And today, Dan Campbell made it a point of saying, when asked if Graham Glasgow has pretty much won the right guard job now that Frank Ragnow is back and healthy, now that Jonah Jackson is back and healthy this week at left guard, is Glasgow basically your starter? Can you say that? And Dan Campbell said, yeah, you can. 
Think about this for a second. Anytime the Lions have brought back an old Lion or somebody from the past or somebody that, you know, on a second or third tour, it's not really ever worked out very well. All right. The Marvin Jones situation, he had something personal come up and now he's out of football. Um, you know, you go back and look at it, you know, former Lions coming back <laughs> as backups or at the end of their career really hasn't worked out all that well. Uh, Graham Glasgow has come back and after last couple of years where he didn't play all that well in Denver, Sean Payton comes in and immediately doesn't want him on the team and they release him. Glasgow has come in, played guard, right guard, left guard, and center, and has held it down and has played very well for a guy over 30 years old and has been a, sta a steadying, stabilizing force in the interior of that line. And now, yes, for a guy that didn't win the job coming out of training camp in the preseason, Vitae did, Glasgow's outplayed him. Graham stays healthy. You can slide him in just about any spot on that offensive line. And he's done a really good job. And that's where it starts. Like this Sunday against the Chargers, to give your full complement of offensive linemen and the line that you wanted to have from left to right, Decker, Jackson, Ragnow, Glasgow, and Sewell, you have them together. Especially this week, you're going to be facing Mack and Bosa, uh, Mack and Bewick. Um, I think it's great. And I think it's a testament to Hank Fraley, the offensive line coach, uh, the front office, and also the culture. I mean, Graham Glasgow, at his age, and for what he has done in Detroit and Denver, and having a pretty solid career, could have signed somewhere else. Could have wanted to get a, a multi-year deal somewhere else. He elected to come back to Detroit, see this thing through, join a team that still has not been in the playoffs in years, still has won one playoff game, you know, since. 1957 and all that crap that you hear. But Graham Glasgow wants to make a difference and has come in and helped some of the young guys out, whether it be Sorsdal or Sewell or whomever. And now he's your right guard. And I love that. It's kind of weird having a guy from the past. And I know he played with Taylor Decker in his first time around. But one of these, what was Glasgow? Probably a, a Martin Mayhew, Tom Lewand draft pick. And still chugging along and doing his thing, I think it's pretty cool. And Dan Campbell has always been very transparent. He's not gonna say, Well, we'll see on Sunday, or oh, you know, they're splitting reps. No, he flat out said it today. Yes, you could say that. Glasgow is our right guard. So um, I think that's awesome. He's been great in the locker room, he's great with the media, and maybe just maybe he'll resign for next year and stay. But you want to have that stability up front again. Jonah Jackson's gonna be. Uh, up in free agency this year. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But uh, having a veteran like Graham is so important for your locker room and for your culture. I know last year, Michael Brockers barely played. All right. But he helped this very young roster, especially guys on defense, come along. And Glasgow's doing the same thing. Um, two other things, and then I want to play this audio from the Bears because it's just hilarious. Number one, I'm going to mention this on the program tomorrow when we talk about matchups, but again, keep an eye on Aiden Hutchinson this coming Sunday against Trey Pipkins, the third, the chargers, right tackle. This kid had a whale of, a, of an issue um, Monday night with uh, Johnson and the other edges for the jets. He could not handle Jermaine Johnson, the kid from Florida state. Pipkins was bad Monday night. And now if you're Aiden Hutchinson and Aiden's heard the talk, been a sackless last couple of weeks for him. 
you know he's chomping at the bit to get around uh, Pipkins and do some damage on Justin Herbert Sunday. That's going to be a matchup that is a major advantage for the Lions. Chargers are going to have to work on putting a tight end over that right tackle, chipping him a little bit. Maybe it's a, a back in the backfield because Pipkins had a real, real bad game Monday night against the Jets. Uh, didn't really make a difference. Chargers won the football game and they had their rush was just really good on Zach Wilson, but uh, that is something to watch. One of the other reasons why I really like the Lions in this game, and look, the Chargers aren't bad, right? They're a four and four football team, but they miss Corey Lindsley, their center. They've had a very, it's, they've been shaky up the middle since his departure and injury. And also Mike Williams has been out. So basically when you look at the Chargers receiving core, they've had to elevate Quint, Quinton Johnston from TCU, the rookie, up to the number two spot next to Keenan Allen. He's done nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's a first round pick. You know, we, we sit here and tool on Jamison Williams. Well, I do. All right. But Quinton Johnston's been a major disappointment so far this year. And if you watch this past Monday night, yes, Herbert and the Chargers were able to score some points. Eckler made some plays, Keenan Allen, but their tight ends and their receivers weak, real weak without uh, other than Keenan Allen and Eckler out of the backfield. So I think a guy like Aaron Glenn dials up some pressure if need be, knowing that I don't see Johnston and Davis and some of these other guys in one-on-one spots beating the Lions secondary. Um, I was very, very unimpressed with the Chargers. I mean, it seemed like Herbert had time to throw um, when Pipkins wasn't getting uh, destroyed, but nobody was getting open when he did have time, is what I'm trying to say. Justin Herbert is a very talented guy. And he can run, so Lions have to be aware of that. But I like that matchup. I like the fact that the Lions are facing the Chargers without Lindsley and without uh, Mike Williams, who, you know, next to Keenan Allen, they were kind of, um, you know, thunder and lightning type of thing. I mean, those guys were really, really good together. All right. <laughs> the NFC North continues to be an absolute circus outside of Detroit. All right. Vikings are riding high this week, thinking Josh Dobbs is the second coming. What is going on in Chicago is comical, comical. And uh, I got to tell you about that. We'll do that coming up next. We'll hear from Matt Eberflus because this is absolutely hilarious. But what about the game time app? Yes, get your tickets at game time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event because game time, if you have the app, is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They got killer last minute deals, all in prices. And my favorite thing, Views from your seat on the app. Seriously, see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive at the stadium. I did that a few weeks ago for Colts and Saints down in Indy, and it was awesome. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create the account, redeem the code LOCKEDONNFL, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, I got to play you something. This is absolutely hilarious. Uh, the Bears are, of course, imploding and they're terrible. The fans want Tyson Bajant. Front office seems like they want Tyson Bajant, but Justin Fields apparently is coming back from injury and is close to returning. At least that's what the Bears have been telling people. Today, um, today, 
Matt Eberflew spoke and our executive producer, our good buddy, Nathan Litke, was uh, all over this and sent me this today. This was Matt Eberflew's from today um, discussing whether or not Justin Fields is coming back or not. I got to play you this audio. Um, it's absolutely hilarious. Check this out, courtesy of the Bears. He's not medically cleared to go um, right now, and uh, he's getting better, though. I mean, he's, he's uh, accuracy's improving. He's throwing it better, and, you know, he's starting to do more and more and more. So uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. And right now we're listening to him as doubtful, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. If, if he's doubtful, if he's not medically cleared, well, how come doubtful versus out? Yeah, just to see. we got to give him one more day. Give him one more day. But he's, uh, he's working hard, and uh, it's getting better every day. So we'll see where it goes. He's not playing. Yeah, he's not playing. What hasn't the medical staff seen given the clearance yet? What, is it, what are they telling you? What's that? What, what is the medical staff telling you in terms of why they haven't given him the clearance? Yeah, it's uh, it's really just uh, the clearance is uh, just, you know, obviously he's got to be cleared to play with the medical staff, you know, and so it's really about him feeling good about it and the medical staff saying that he can go in there and function. And uh, he's just not there at this time. Is it an issue of grip strength or? It's everything. It's it's all. It's it's all improving. You know the grip strength, the the accuracy, that you know the the ability to function as a quarterback. It's just it's all right there. It's it's getting close. I'm just I'm not I'm having trouble understanding. He's he's not playing, but he's doubtful. There's is he out or doubtful? He didn't always listen as doubtful. But you're saying that he's out. He's not going to play. We'll see where it goes. Uh, the chances are doubtful, 51% that he's in or out, and uh, it's going to be, we'll see where it is. We got a little time left, but uh, again, we'll declare him out when he's out. Uh, right now, we're still listening to him as doubtful. But he, will he go through any sort of pregame work tomorrow? He may. He may. Yep. Wow. There's Matt Eberflus to the Bears. The Bears play tomorrow night against the Panthers. What on earth is that? When your coach, can't even get it straight on whether or not a guy is out or doubtful. Changes his answers minutes later. Seconds later. That was a minute clip. Minute 37. <laughs> this used to be our coach. This used to be Matt Patricia. This used to be Wayne Fonts. This used to be at times Jim Caldwell. This used to be at times Jim Schwartz. This used to be Marty Morningwig. This was our coach. Now y'all in Chicago have, have, have a clown. Is he out or doubtful? Oh, he's doubtful. That's what we're listening to. But he's not playing? No. Okay, so then he's out? Yes. But then he's doubtful? Yeah. The Bears are playing tomorrow night. What's there to hide? He's not playing. They don't want him to play. They don't like him anymore. <laughs> they were feeding Chris Collinsworth on Sunday Night Football two weeks ago against the Chargers all these bad things about Fields and, and propping up Tyson Bajant. Like he was the second coming of Y.A. Tittle or the Lord and Savior Bernard Kosar. Heck, he's not even Eric Kramer or Cosmo Kramer for that matter. My goodness. Is he out or doubtful? Oh, yeah, he's out. Is he doubtful? Yeah, he's doubtful. <laughs> what a circus. Thank goodness the Lions have stability. Thank goodness, I can't believe I'm about to say this, we got. Martha or Martha Ford, Sheila Ford Hamp, Sheila Hamp. Sheila Hamp is better than the McCaskey family. She is. She's a better owner. We got Brad Holmes. They got Ryan Poles. Chef Poles cooking it up, please. 
we got Dan Campbell and they've got this guy that doesn't even know if his quarterback's doubtful or out or what they're listing him as. And he changes his answers every, every, every 40 seconds. I'll take our guy. <laughs> Incredible. All right. Locked on crossover podcast talking chargers tomorrow, right here on the locked on podcast network. Thanks for making this your first listen. Shout out to our everydayers as well.